From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. <laughs> Shout out to Jason Schwartzman who hipped us all to this. This is, uh, she says what she means. It's Sloan. Remember Sloan? Love Sloan. That band Sloan. Navy yes. Blues. They're actually going out on the road and playing this, uh, just learn from his radio show, Coconut Radio. They're playing their album in full. Uh, all right, we have the Sklar Brothers. This is View from the Cheap Seats. Happy Thanksgiving. We are grateful for you for yeah. listening to the show, participating with us in this foray into the world of sports. Uh, unfiltered opinions mixed with comedy. We know it's your holiday weekend. You're not uh, wherever you are, but if you're taking a little break from your family. While you're Friday, basting the turkey and waiting for it to cook on a low temperature, thank you for having us into your house. And I love that Jay thinks that people are cooking the turkey on Friday because this drops on Friday and not on a Thursday. They're still basting. You still get still a basting. basting. You, are you talking about people preparing for Thanksgiving the day for after the next Thanksgiving? Day. Oh, the okay. Next day. All yeah. right, great. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, again, we are thankful for you guys, uh, and we're thankful for the world of sports because some crazy stuff is happening in the world of sports. And let's jump into the top take of the day because on the show we're going to have a nice brief. This this episode is nice, tight, and compact, like a great stuffing. We stuffed it nicely. Uh, JJ Putts, amazing pitcher, relief pitcher, uh, most notably for the uh, Diamondbacks, just got selected on the Hall of Fame ballot. Now, whether or not he gets in, that's a whole other story, but he's on the ballot with Jeter and a number of other great players. So, fascinating. We're going to talk to him about that and what that meant to him. Former University of Michigan uh, baseball player. We'll get into it with him and and literally get into the season as well. Uh, But first, let's talk about Miles Garrett, Jarrett, whatever. Uh, that huge, obviously we talked about, did we talk about it last week? Did we talk we about it with Owen Smith? A little bit. A little Smith. bit, but like the, the huge fight that happened. So what came out this week, and we know we're recording a week in advance, so maybe other things will happen by the time this comes out. But just for those who don't know and who didn't see it, there was a humongous he fight. He tackles Mason Rudolph uh, and like the conti- Pittsburgh Steelers, continues to drive him into the ground. Uh, Rudolph grabs his, grabs Garrett's face mask. And tries to rip his helmet off, can't do it. Then Garrett... Rips off Rudolph's helmet, just takes the whole thing off. Rudolph is down. He gets pushed. He gets hit, and he goes down. He then gets up and goes after Miles Garrett. Yep, and then Jared. and then Miles takes Rudolph's helmet and, and smashes hit, him on the head in a on the head. very violent. violent move that got captured on camera. Miles is then uh, suspended indefinitely, and rest of the season, and my guess is probably at least four to six games for next season, at least yeah. half of next season. It's too. not a good look. He knows he made a mistake, but he came out. He came out initially and apologized and said, "I let the my, you know, let my emotions get the best of me, and I apologize to my team and the fans and everything like that." And you thought, "Okay, this guy is actually doing something that you don't see in the NFL that often." Admitting that he made a mistake. Admitting that he made a mistake, and he messed up badly. I'm like, okay, this is the first step to to full redemption is if you literally say a huge hands up, mea culpa, this is what it is. However, now he's saying uh, Rudolph had a racial slur, said a racial slur towards him, which none of his teammates are standing by this. You know if it was true? Well, Odell Beckham Jr. is saying 
I respect the guy in, in the most roundabout ways is saying I can respect the guy and he's a man of his word. I didn't hear it. But if he, if he says it happens, then that it happened, then it happened. That's not saying I also corroborate this. Also, he didn't come out and say it right away. If that guy comes into the locker room and says, look, I went crazy. I saw red because he called me the N word. He said this to me. He did these five he things. instigated things to me, and if that was the narrative from the get-go, then that's then it. okay. It, to me, it seems like you're backing your story into something that you feel like you you focus-grouped it out there. And if you he, realize that things don't look great for you, even if the guy was being an asshole, even if Rudolph was grabbing your helmet, face, and, helmet, the, helmet and making you feel like you could get injured and you're trying to defend yourself, you got to understand the optics. You are the bigger dude. You just drove this guy into the ground. Everyone's you did not watching stop. You. you did not stop. You you swung with your helmet onto his head his and you helmet. connected his yeah. helmet and connected with his head. So you, you didn't swing it and hit him in the chest. You hit him on the head. Mm. Only thing that would have been worse is the guy starts bleeding. Right. And and has a brain injury. I think no blood and the fact that Mason Rudolph just turned and was like kept what? fighting. Yeah. yeah, kept fighting or just turned and was like, Did you see that? But it that no helps. That, that I think that means he gets back into the league at some point, right? If there was blood or brain got, damage, he he yeah. If he knocks him out, or there's blood, or there's a concussion, or whatever, he never sees the field ever again. I still think it's going to be really difficult for him to get back because who wants that guy on your team if he can't control himself in this instance? How is he going to stay football ready? Locked in, loaded in. Again, you look at a guy like, and he's a great player. Always been a great player, but he just completely squandered that. I, it, You know what? When I saw this, Rand, and this is my final sort of take on this, it made me sad. It made me sad for all possible scenarios. If it happened, because I don't know. I wasn't in there. I don't yeah, know whether it happened or not. Maybe he did drop an end bomb. Maybe he did when at the bottom of the pile and yeah, no maybe. one else heard it. Maybe he whispered it into his face. Maybe he said it and that's what got him going after he tackled him. He's now on top of him because he said that. So I would be ashamed I'm sad. I'm sad to see that that still goes on. Now, if it didn't happen, it makes me sad, maybe even more sad. I mean, it makes me sad that that happened and it didn't come out of Richie Incognito's mouth. Right. And it makes me also sad for future times when it does happen and someone claims that it happened and isn't believed because now this guy's throwing around. It's the crying wolf moment. Mm -hmm. And so you can't throw this thing out there if it didn't happen. It's bad for all the other people who will face racist comments, come out about it, because then everyone will be like... now you're giving people the argument of, like, it didn't happen. How do we know it happened? False information, and we are living in, an, in a time of mis- and disinformation. And people claiming if something isn't does isn't desirable, desirable to them, they just claim fake news. Ridiculous. All right, this is Bad Idea, uh, Girl in Red. When we come back, J.J. Putz, great interview. The dude is a Hall of Fame on the Hall of Fame ballot for 2020. I love it. It's View from the Cheap Seats. We got more coming up after this break. Hey everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on black owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. 
In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Saleti Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day Renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, this guy is a Michigan grad, someone who we've uh, been a fan of, appreciated his work in the major leagues. He's on the Hall of Fame ballot, and he's someone we just uh, we enjoy all the way around. He's come out to our comedy shows, J.J. Putz. Thanks for joining us on View from What's the up, Cheap fellas? How Dude, are you, sir? first of all, let's just talk about that for a minute. Did you know what indications did you have that you might be on the, uh, on the ballot this year? Um, zero. Wow. Uh, I'm still kind of trying to figure out how. I mean, you had some great, phenomenal years Dominating there. years. You have to admit that. As a reliever. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, you look at some of those guys on that list, and it's just uh, just honored to even be in the same breath, let alone yeah. the same piece of paper. Um, and these guys are guys that some I looked up to, some I got to, you know, compete against. Right. And, cherish every moment of it dude what's amazing is and i i don't think people really realize this we talk about the funnel it's like hard it's hard to make it on a high school team yeah it's hard to be great on your high school team and maybe you're all city all state whatever then to get recruited to play at a college and let alone a d1 a d1 college like michigan where you played then to go from people don't even understand to go from a northern school like michigan and then make it make it in the major leagues to just have a career that's amazing, and then to then be recognized for that career at this point, whether or not you make it in the Hall of Fame, it's incredible to to be on that list. Listen, I'm just hoping I get one vote. To be dude, honest with dude, I'll you. send in a vote. I'll send in a vote. Well, can we get well, Ray? Ray Ratto should give you a vote. Whoever's in, whoever's the Detroit Free Press should give you a vote. We hope so. We hope so. Uh, that would be amazing. And you know what is so again. Who's the first person you called when you found when you found out this information? And how did you find out? Was your agent or what? Who who tells you this? So uh, here's the honest to God truth of how I found out. Yeah. Uh, one of my good buddies, uh, I played with him in Seattle for a bit. Played one year in Chicago with him. Uh, Matt Thornton, big, tall, left-handed kid, another guy from from the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. He sent me a text at like six thirty in the morning with that picture of the ballot, and I was like, "What? That's amazing!" Were you yeah, freaking was, out? I, yeah, I just didn't. I honestly, I didn't even know how to like take it. Yeah, it was just kind of like shocking. And well, then uh, I called my dad. I mean, there's nobody else you would want to call other than yeah. your dad. What did he say when you told him? Oh my god! Well, he kind of started laughing. He's like, "Are you kidding me right now?" And I was like, "Dad, I'm not kidding." All right, Dad. Thanks, just, Dad. How about having a little more faith in me, Jesus. for Christ's sake? Yeah. 
Nice shot in the arm by the old man. That was always good. Yeah. Well, but he brings you back down to earth. But, I mean, still, he, he, he must have been so freaking proud of that yeah, moment. Yeah, he was. He definitely was proud. Um, and then to tell – I have a, a, a 10-year-old son that I coach right now, and uh, I did. just kind of put it on my phone, and I said, hey, here's the Hall of Fame ballot. Check it out. And, you know, I coach with a guy named Paul Canerco who's also on this ballot. The best. And he was like – he's like, oh, Coach Paul's on the Hall of Fame ballot. I'm like, yep. Hey, what about your dad – God damn it. And then he kind of kept going down the list. He's like, no way. That's pretty cool, Dad. Oh, oh my God. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. You're, just, you're so somewhere between cool. Fortnite and TikTok. Yeah, man. Uh, you're pretty much. The, pretty much. Elevated I'm right status. in the middle in there. Yeah. You're elevated yeah. status. So I, I want to talk to you as a Michigan grad and someone who played for the team. What Michigan's sort of historic run this year in the, turn, in the NCAA tournament, what that can do for the school moving forward? Well, I mean, I think, um, you know, going even before that, what Coach Backage has been able to do at that program. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, one, just to put them on a national stage, going to a couple regionals and super regionals. And then the run that these kids were able to make, it, it was truly, you know, this is going to sound cliche, but like it was a total team effort. Like these guys didn't really have that like ultimate superstar. Right. They had a nice group of guys that, you know, are very talented. A few of these guys got drafted and ended up signing. Right. And, um, you know, then there's the legacy with Jimmy Kerr and like sure. his dad and his grandfather playing there. But as far as like what this can do for the program, I think, um, it definitely put Michigan back on the, on the national map. And I think you're going to start to see that with the recruiting and it, it's really, nobody's really surprised. that's close to the program that's been around coach package at all, because this is the guy that we were praying and hoping that would stay at Michigan. Right. And he's done that. He's shown the commitment. And now you're just seeing, you know, all the hard work that he's done with these with these young guys. So here's my question. As facilities change, I'm assuming the facilities at Michigan are better than when you were there. Okay. <laughs> at this point. Yeah, right that, now. That's a fair assumption. Okay. Definitely. But like, so being able to, tra- can, can you in a Northern city, you know, again, in a Northern school, because that was the thing. It's like, if you're a Northern school, right. forget about it. I mean, can we blame global warming for Michigan's rise? No, but I'm saying like in a Northern city, <laughs> Like if you have indoor facilities that work, you can kind of eliminate that. Hey, we're in Northern school. We can't practice all year round. Well, first of all, I think you blame everything that happens. You have to blame it on global, global warming, warming. No okay, matter right. what it done, is. Everything. Done, everything. Done. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, no, I think that that definitely evens the playing field. Um, I yep. think when these kids from down South, uh, you know, from, from out West, uh, yep. they come to Ann Arbor and we all know that's God's country. It's a great, and, great city. Um, you know, you get there and you see the facilities. I mean, they've got, you know, these indoor batting cages that they've got there. Um, they have uh, the Oosterbahn facility that they can use. Um, in Oosterbahn, now they've got nets on the ceiling that you can pretty much almost play like a live game in there. Right. And, and you, uh, the you know, the fact, yeah, the, the fact that they put turf, um, which I wasn't a huge fan of at first, but then you kind of step back and think about it. Well, yeah, if there's no snow on the ground, and it's cold. You can still go out on turf because it's perfect playing condition. Perfect for and, ground balls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can do pretty much everything out there now. And, you know, what the Wilpons were able to do to, to, to help build that place. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of support around Michigan baseball right now, which, you know, I'm happy about. I mean, I think it's great. So when we went there and in, in, in kind of around the time for you, it was it was football and basketball. And then yep. ho- hockey was great. Hockey's a little bit down right now. But I would say that baseball has kind of jumped up, up in that third, third sport at, at Michigan, along with gymnastics and softball. swimming and diving and softball. But like baseball's up there. The baseball and softball run that these girl that the gals and the guys had this past year were just amazing. 
Yeah, it was. And I, I don't know if you guys know this, but my wife played softball at Michigan. Oh, really? And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very close with the softball program as well. So are we. And uh, I love them. They're the know, coolest people I mean, ever. Does it get any better than Hutch? And Hutch Bonnie? is. I mean, she's like she's a rock star, dude. She's a fucking rock star. And, oh, and I can't say that. You yeah, can say that. Yeah, no, no, no. She is, and and the, it's the point. It's like anybody who wants to say, you know, make the divide of women's sports is less than than men's sports. I would highly encourage you go out and watch like a high a, a college tournament. Of, yep, of we watched sort. the Big Ten tournament. Watched the Big Ten tournament, and we were in Bloomington doing shows, and we just they just happened to be there that weekend, and we watched all the games, went in the rain and watched in the rain. They were yeah. so fun. And what I love about women's sports, and I wish this was in men's sports more, and maybe your wife you got this a little di- You got to get a little dose of it with the baseball run you this year. You did, but like the women have so much fun. Like you'll see- In game. In game. In game, the women yep. have so much fun. Like there were women on the Michigan team, like the third baseman on the Michigan team was dancing to the walk-up music of the other team's player i'm like yeah that's so fun you're having a blast which is really what sports should be too i agree I, and i think um you know just just they, they they seem to just play like carefree i don't know why that is but they just seem to just be just happy to have that m on their chest and just mm-hmm. go out there and just play you know just for fun go out there battle out with your teammates and you know i you know but but i think that also goes back to to the top with hutch and without coach packages and you know, they, they, they expect them to work in between games and practices and stuff. But when they get out there between the lines, it's like, hey, we've already put the work in. Just Let's go play. Have fun. Go have fun. fun. Let's go have fun and play the game that you love. Like, yeah. if you love what you're doing, we feel that way. You came and saw us do comedy. It's like when you love what you're doing, boom, you wind you're up. Have fun the the end result is better. Uh, we know you have limited time, so we only have a couple more questions for you. want to talk about, obviously, the unexpected run of the Nationals this year. They lose Bryce Harper. Addition by subtraction, they become, mm-hmm. you know, it, and this comes down to the basic question that Randy and I have. Is it better in baseball to be a hot team or be a great team? And I think a hot team proved it this year. The hot team won. You can't say the Nationals were the best team necessarily, but they got hot at the right time. So Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I think um, a lot of this is timing, right? Um, how many years in a row have you seen, like, the, you know, quote-unquote best team in baseball record-wise not win the world series. Right. And, you know, I think that, you know, the nationals, uh, they got hot at the right time. They had some, some great starting pitching. I don't think anybody would ever bet against Scherzer and Strasburg back to back. Scherzer's Um, a hall of famer without a doubt. As there's no question about it. There's your four. No question about it. Yeah. And, you know, I just think, um, you could just see the, the, the passion that those guys had yep. playing with one another. It was, it was almost like they were passing the bat each game. Who's it going to be today? Right. It's going to be, you know, Rendon one day. It's going to be Kendrick one day. Mm-hmm. Even it didn't matter. It didn't matter if, uh, you know, your top three guys were struggling. The, the middle of the order would pick you up that day. And I think that's the true definition of a true team in, 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 in the professional world. And they proved it. Um, it was a great to see one of my good buddies, Daniel Hudson, closing it out for him. Yeah. Yes. Um, he was, I, I he was just, so good. He was so good, and this is a guy that's come come back from like hell, back to back Tommy Johns. Jeez. He was he was you know his wife said you know they were he was this close to just shutting it down this year. Got a workout, made the Blue Jays, and then he's a World Series champ. I mean that's that's what you got to love about sports. That is, and if you got the talent, you can make it there. It is amazing. It does take that special sauce. You need something in there. The 2015 yep. Royals, the 2011 Cardinals. I mean, just the, something yeah. happens that then takes you up and over the edge. It's why we watch the games. It's why you're like, it, no team won a home game in this. In the, that, that to me is the craziest World Series stat ever. 
all your expectations. And, and I think it will be. It will always be the world's weirdest stat. I mean, that's never happened. Uh, I'm not sure you're ever going to see that again in our lifetime. Right. But, uh, you know, who cares about home field man advantage now, right? It doesn't about, matter. <laughs> it's all about who cares about how you get in? Who cares if you stumble into the playoffs? If you get hot yep. at the right time and you don't have home field advantage all the way throughout, you can still win. And that's what these guys proved, which is just fascinating, amazing. Yep. And Dude, I think you're going to hear managers all over the league in some first day of spring training. Hey, guys, it's a grind. All we got to do is get in. Let's just get in. We just got to get in, right? I, I mean, it's, it's going to be amazing. It's but a, I have a question for you guys. Sure, sure. 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 When the hell are you guys coming back out to Phoenix? Because the group of people I was with that night are asking, and we've told some other guys that are asking, when are you guys going to come back and play Phoenix again? Because everybody wants you to come back here. That's awesome. First of all, thank you. Uh, I think we're looking to do it maybe end of the summer, this this coming summer. We're going to start coming every year. Every year. And, awesome. and it may be maybe Tempe and it may be Scottsdale and, and then we'll just sort of rotate around the club. So we love it. And we'll come back and do our other podcast, Dumb People Town, live there. And that's one that you guys should definitely come well, out. We'll definitely let sure. you know ahead of time. I, that, it's and, and listen, I want to tell all your listeners that are out there, mm-hmm. if you haven't gone to stand-up and you're a fan of these two guys – Come out and see these people. It is a different world out there in the stand-up. Yeah. And I, I've, I'm new to it. I'm new to the scene. And, you know, we're always watching and always wanting to go. Yep. Um, it is, it's truly a special event. I mean, yeah. when you go there, the intimate crowd that you get and just... It was great. If you are looking for a good time to go out and laugh with your pals, go to stand up. It was so people great. forget about that. that yeah, it's great like, to see live yeah. stand up, and and it was just so great to to see you and get a chance to meet you. And and truthfully, like when your friend saw that you on the ballot, I was looking at the ballot because Jay and I are always like, I'm fascinated by that stuff, and I want to see who's up and who whatnot. I looked down the list and I saw that your name was on there, and I was like, oh my god, I got a contact, and I contacted you right away. Yeah. That was later that day. It's just amazing that someone we know is is in the, and someone we really like is is in that. And by the way, great for you, great for the University of Michigan. It's great for if you and Jeter. Great for it's yeah. just fantastic, man. And uh, whatever happens, well, we're proud of you. And uh, you know, we're guest hosting Jim Rome's uh, radio show at the end uh, and TV show at the end of December. We'd love to have you on that, and we'll do a more extensive one with you on on this as baseball season years again. But thanks so much for coming on and doing the show, and good luck with your kids. Happy Happy Thanksgiving, all that stuff. Definitely right back at you guys. Great Go to meet blue. you. We'll Great to know you. Maybe we'll Go pull. blue. Go blue. All right. Pull thanks. Out a big one on Thanksgiving. All right. JJ Putts, man. Unbelievable. Hall of Fame balloter. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Uh, this is Penny in the quarters. Uh, we're gonna. We only had him for a brief period of time because he's going to pick up his kids, and I just love that he gave us the time. And what a sweet dude. Um, this is you are giving me some other love, Penny in the quarters. Thank you, Matt Bearden, for giving us this little pro tip on this band. He gave us some love. When we come back, Randy and I'll tackle the quick hits together. Yep, that's how we do. And then later on the show, uh, voicemail from Liam Neeson. He's trapped in no, a no. It's not Liam Neeson. It's uh, Chris Berman. Oh, Chris Berman. Oh, o- nice. Okay, Boomer. Okay, here we boomer. go. We'll do that. Nice, more. but we will get more from Liam Neeson That's soon. coming up soon. All right, we'll be back with more View from the Cheap Seats right for this. I give in return. Sometimes it hurts me so bad to have to plead and beg for love. That would do so much for the both of us. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide plus massive data capacity plus spam blocking features. And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business 
so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with 5 plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase, auto pay, and paper free billing required. Terms apply. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu partnerships. That's wgu.edu partnerships. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I uh, want to remind people if you are in Los Angeles uh, next Monday uh, on the 2nd, we will be doing a live Dumb People Town uh, at Largo. Here are our guests. Weird Al Yankovic, Dimitri Martin, because Aisha Tyler had to go to New York, which we'll get her back on a show, but Weird Al Yankovic, Dimitri Martin, and Dave Longstreet, the lead singer of the Dirty Projectors. Uh, get on that. There may not be tickets left, but if there are, check it out, Largo. And then uh, we're going to be doing a live show, stand-up show, uh, on the 15th of December at uh, Flappers in Burbank. So have some of our really good friends doing stand-up on that show, too. It's a great chance to see us do a nice full set in L.A. Yes. It's on the 15th of December. If you're there, check that out. Going to be doing Amy Mann's uh, Christmas shows at Largo, the 9th, 10th, and 11th, which will be a blast. And then we just are announcing we're doing a live Dumb People Town for Sketchfest in San Francisco on January 17th. So if you're in San Francisco at the Marine Memorial Theater, it is a huge theater. We want to sell it out. We'd love to see you there. Go to supersclars.com. We'll put all of our dates up on there. You can check that out. Uh, let's get in some quick hits right now, shall let's, we? Let's do it. Uh, if you are not the heel in wrestling, uh, maybe it's best to leave the racially insensitive comments. Is it out Oh, the broadcast? So, look, I... I don't know how people feel about wrestling. I know people, even though they know that it is not, the competition isn't necessarily real because it is scripted. The physicality is definitely real. People take it seriously. The announcers are free to say whatever they want to say. Right. And uh, on, the le- on a recent episode of NWA Power, mm-hmm. uh, it was removed from YouTube today after a line from Jim Cornette, longtime announcer. Yeah. Uh, drew his comment drew fire from fans. Um, this is the moment occurred during a non-title match between Nick. It always occurs during a non-title Murdoch. match. You're when, not on your you're not on your best behavior. You're not on the very edge of what you're doing here. So Cornette attempted to describe the strength and covered and and courage of Murdoch. So you're in the heat of the moment. All right, when you're you, calling a game, which is you not are easy going to do. sort of unconscious, and you're digging into mm-hmm. your unconscious to describe what's mm-hmm. going on. This is how he described Murdoch. Murdoch. He's the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. I don't even know what that means. What in the world? Like you ha- by the way, that's that- supposed to be by the way a compliment for the dude. And a lot of people were like, uh, strap nope. 
I don't even understand how that is like mixing racial slurs in a way that you just shouldn't do. Strap a strap a bucket of fried chicken on your back and drive a motorcycle. Earlier this month, NWA released a statement in regards to comments Cornette made making light of suicide. I would love to see the band NWA do a song about this. Yeah, I think you know it's a bummer because, by the way, wrestling wrestling cuts across, across all racial. racial yeah, that's the beauty of wrestling is that everyone gets mad at the heel. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, so, black, so white, if young he's girl. The, if he's the manager of a bad guy and he makes some statement like this, okay. Yeah, it crosses the line. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will make people mad. It'll yeah. definitely make people hate him. Yeah. Maybe that was part of the storyline. But, but this geez, is the come on. I think this guy's got to go. I, I hate to say it, but I think. I it, or apologize. I would actually love to go see. Go or apologize. I would love to see. Change I would course. love to see. Exactly. I would love to see, again, a real apology, legit apology. And say, like, look, man, we do a lot of things in this, and I apologize for what I did. But it's in him. I mean, that's inside of this dude. But if he's awakened to the fact that, hey, this is in me and I got to get it out and it's not cool and it's not fair. And and I've heard the reaction. And I didn't realize what I did and I realize it now. To me, I would value that person a lot more if they said that. All right. Moving Don't you? on. Yeah. Uh, golf, hard sport. Randy and I play. We're not great at it. Now add a gallery close to you. Now add people taking pictures. When guys go off and gals go off the course, like when you're hitting from the trees and everyone is like lined up, giving you like a hallway to shoot through. To me, I think I'm going to hit you're going to hit someone in the face. How does someone not get hit in the face? PGA golfer Brandon Matthews made uh, something happen to him and it made him, I guess, reevaluate his relationship uh, with God gallery. No, with the gallery. gallery. Uh, He forgive. He forgave a fan, an adult fan with down syndrome who yelled during a very crucial shot that cost him the tournament professional golfer brandon matthews he was locked in a sudden death playoff at a Mm -hmm. tournament in argentina on Mm -hmm. sunday Mm -hmm. when he heard a yelp from the gallery in the middle of a crucial putt matthews 25 years old was was distracted by the sound and missed the eight foot birdie putt which Mm -hmm. cost eight feet is not like that's not a two foot eight eight is makeable for these guys it's It's like a four foot it's not a two foot cost him the visa open de argentina title in buenos aires but that's maybe a half a million dollars but here is but i bet it's like the best lesson ever well so he thought someone had done it intentionally he was frustrated he was in shock he just stood up and was like whoa you cannot do that but then he went back out, mm-hmm. found the, the guy. Mm-hmm. So they, he went in and was very angry. He said, hey, guys, come on, you can't do that. And he was angry. Sure, because he didn't know Rightfully did. so. Went into the clubhouse, pissed. Right. Someone explained to him, okay, that was, was a, a person adult sound Down syndrome, Down syndrome right. who's just a big golf fan. Mm-hmm. And he came back out. Love this guy. Found the guy, gave him a hug, mm. and then and, and said, it's okay. I love you, man. And I, it's whatever. It happens. You know? Great. And I actually just appreciate his fandom. Great. So a lot of times we talk about how sports gets it wrong. A lot of times we talk about how people are selfish. A lot of times we talk about how guys are, you know, but this guy isn't Tiger Woods. This guy isn't, you know, Brooks Kepka. This, he, this may guy, be his the, the closest he ever comes to a win on tour. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, yes, it's great that he's in the show. He might have had the tournament of his life down to a final putt in a playoff. Mm-hmm. So it's on the line at this point. A sudden then, death playoff. And that happens. And to have him. it crumble like that and it cost him money like that, it's a big deal. To for him me, too. you have to treat it like 25 it, years old. 
I, I don't know how mature I was at 25. I don't know that I would have come. To me, you have guy. to treat something like that like it's like the weather. You know, like the wind kicked up in a way that you couldn't you couldn't tell what was going on. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't it it blew it down in a way that you just you know what I mean? Yep. Agreed. Uh, finally, you know, when so athletes, kudos to that guy. You know, I'm fine if you're an athlete and you're way into God. That's fine with me. It's mm-hmm. not my path, but I say that's yeah, fine. Dude, if that's what gets you I don't motivated. Love it, you know. I don't love it when people give all the glory to God. Yeah, We've said say this give before. Fifteen percent to Let's God. Fifteen percent of the glory. Eighty-five percent to, to your parents. Whichever parent took who, you to everything. Who, who sublimated their own thoughts? Sublimated their own desires and thoughts for your sports career. and dreams for you. Uh, then there are those guys that go out there and say that the brush fires in Australia are God's way of punishing Australia. Mm-mm. Who is this uh, from? This guy from the Westboro Baptist Church, the Westboro Baptist uh, rugby team. Mm. Uh, so, this, look, hold on one second. You can't say that. You cannot say that brush fire that, that things are of of nature are God punishing people because. Punishing a country because they support gay people—is that what it was? Yeah, Israel Falau, yeah. this guy—he shouldn't even ha- be allowed to have. The so name. he's already been fired. Rugby star Israel Falau claimed that the country's devastating brush fire crisis and record-breaking levels—you mean of, global warming—of drought that you mean global warming that humans created okay. are a little taste of what God's judgment is like what? during a sermon at the Church of Jesus Christ in Sydney. <sighs> He was stripped of his $4 million Rugby uh, Australia contract earlier this year after a string of homophobic social media posts. By the way, I think all of of his money should go to LGBTQ uh, groups. Don't you? I would love it. Or 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 go to, like, tolerance. He claimed that transgender people were evil and paraphrased a Bible pastor saying drunks, homosexuals... And adulterers, liars. And this guy is a rugby player. So, like, he makes his living being like, I will move you. The thing that's in front of me, I'm going to run right through you. So, there is no give and take with this guy. This guy is like, I've got the ball right now. I'm going to blast right through. He's not a rugby scrum. It is visibly one of the gayer, like, physical moments. It's like dudes on top of dudes. It's very homoerotic. So, maybe that... Wasn't there? But you the crazy thing about rugby, the, thou dost, dost protest, protest too much. Too much. Sir. There was a rugby player who uh, in South gay, Africa, gay rugby out, one of the only out gay athletes, and he was like one of the best ever. And you think to yourself, okay, rugby, you've actually take us, taken a step forward here where other sports have not. We always said that if a guy like Ray Lewis came out and said that he was gay, yes, that would change for many people the way they viewed. You know, somebody who was. Not seen, just seen in a different way. It would change people's minds to the point where they'd be like, yeah, I can. Dumb people who wouldn't accept it might accept it. But you know what this comes back to? And I'll end it on this. And then uh, we'll get out of here. We'll come back and we'll get a tremendous voicemail from from, uh, from Boomer. From, uh, okay, Boomer. Chris Berman. Okay, yep. Boomer. Uh, athletic ability and yep. talent doesn't give you the right to have any opinion. Agreed. And also, no, like... It doesn't. We don't know whose body it's going to go into. Right. It could go into a dumb, homophobic asshole, or maybe it could a, go into like the body of Mary Carrillo. Right. Who's like smart and aware uh-huh. and connective right. and inclusive. Right. When you see it coming in this form, you say to yourself, "Ah, that's a bummer. It's a waste. What a waste. What, what a waste. waste of talent on a on an intolerant asshole." Yep. Bummer. And, and by the way, by taking his money away, you set a message and you send a message out there that says, you know what? 
can't say that stuff and you be the example. Let you or be. say it. You can say it. You just lose your money. That's right. Uh, we mentioned, God, I love these guys so much. Uh, this is off of Lamp Lip Pros, Dirty Projectors. Uh, what is the time? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for a boomer voicemail on the other side of this. It's View from the Cheap Seats. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you on the other side of this break. And say hello. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. As promised, we got a voicemail from Chris Berman, um, and it's always good. Okay, well, boomer. I mean, okay, boomer is like a you know what it is. Yeah, it's a it's... phrase that's being said by young people as kind of a derogatory to anybody who's old. And you knew that Chris Berman, his nickname Boomer, would weigh in on this, and here he is. Okay, boomer, take it away. It's been an unbelievable run here a little bit for Chris Berman. Boomer, as you all know me by, Boomer right now. Uh, It's been unbelievable since I've been back on ESPN+. Plus. Now, Tommy and I have a little bit of momentum. We're moving forward, and I'm hearing a lot of things. I'm seeing on the interwebs that there is a movement for Boomer. I see it right now. All the memes are coming. Okay, Boomer. Uh, All this stuff. Okay, Boomer. I just want to say thank you to everybody. You know, we we took some time away and we came back for ESPN Plus and now we know the Boomer thing is back. ESPN Plus, you can see NFL Countdown with me. Okay, Boomer. Boomer. And no, I, I'm not from Oklahoma. People say, okay, Boomer is an Oklahoma thing. I don't even understand how it started. I don't know where it came from, but I am not from Oklahoma. But okay, Boomer. In fact, I walked by a lady at work and I said, I would very much like to take you out for a glass of wine and maybe sexual intercourse. And she said, oh, okay, Boomer. And I think it's going to be a dead thing. We're anything. It's a pretty good thing. I think we got this going pretty good. And she's all the way from where, Tommy? Louisville. That's right. You're to Louisville. She was really good at that. And as you know, okay, boomers going on all the time. So I want to thank all the millennials and all the youth, Generation Z, all of you for uh, really embracing me. And the okay, boomer movement has begun. We're going to be back on the mothership, the big network, soon enough. And off of this ESPN Plus nonsense, before you know it, okay, boomer, I can't be stopped. All right, boomer. I'm going to do all right, Boomer. All right, Boomer. All right, Boomer. Of course he'd get it. He got it. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it. He spent some time with Boomer. Yeah. Uh, Guys, I hope you're having a great Thanksgiving weekend with your families and just enjoying this time. I cannot get enough of this Jim Sullivan album. Love it. This is Lonesome Picker. This is your favorite song on the album, Jay. favorite song on the album, yep. Uh, Guys, Punch Waterfalls. We'll see you at the Live Largo Show December 2nd of Dumb People Town. We'll see you in San Francisco for Live January 17th at the Marine uh, Memorial Theater. And just go to supersclars.com. All of our dates are on there. We love you guys. And let's go into the end of the year strong. Oh, by the way, one last mention. If you go to fluffycrate.com, because I know we're into all Black Friday and we're in, today is Black Friday. And, yes. and you're getting gifts for Hanukkah, gifts for Christmas. Pick up the new sweatshirt. It's the most the amazing. Scarborough thing. Country sweatshirt. So, I love mine so much. It's NBA soft. logo. It's the best thing Fluffycrate.com. And you put in the key, search word Sklar, and you see all of our merch. Enjoy, guys. Have a great weekend. This is Jim Sullivan, Lonesome Picker. We are out. Lily. Aren't we all? Though I'm believing, 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 then when I'm... Starbanks Avenue, a podcast network.